This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello on, hello all, come in, come in, welcome, welcome. Um, I was not planning on podcasting today, like it wasn't an active decision I made, I didn't wake up and go, I shall not podcast today. No, I just, I, I wasn't planning on it, like I wasn't expecting a show to come out where I just felt like I had to review it, but it happened today. Um, I just woke up, and I woke up quite early, I've been a bit ill, so you know you know how it's like when you wake up early, you tend to, like, you don't know what else to do. So I, I checked alljapan.tv, and I saw that the Kenta Miyahara versus um, Yuma Aguaya match, I'm probably saying his name wrong, um, that's one problem with no... English commentary, but you know what? I'm not going to hold that against New- um, all Japan. I know why they don't do it. We'll get more into that as we go on. Actually, um, I, saw, I saw that much was happening. I've seen I've seen a bit of the build up. I saw that um, Ayagaya has been a bit of a naughty boy. We'll get into that when we get to the main event. And I was like, I'm going to watch this today. And I watched it um, just before and just after today's uni work. And you know what? It was great, and I loved it. And um, I'm very quickly sorry if my voice is a bit sore. Well, I say sore. It, it, that's not going to affect you at all. I'm sorry if it sounds a bit rough. Um, I lost it over the weekend. I'm only just getting it back today. But I really do need to talk about this match. Like, I literally need to talk about this match. And also, might as well talk about the rest of the card while I'm here. Um, I didn't take notes, so like it's not all going to be super in-depth. But And I can't really go into the booking. I'm going to say that now. I'm not. I've I'm I've been new to new to all Japan rather for the last six months if that makes sense. Like I've only watched a few things. I've only like three shows this year. It's close to matching my record for all Japan shows watched in a year. But you know I want to make I've I've said it before and I'll, and I'll say it again. I want to make an active effort to watch more Japanese wrestling this year, especially stuff like um I find like Noah and all Japan. It definitely breaks through the language barrier and stuff like Stardom and Dragon Gate and. New Japan with English elements, so there's really no excuse for them. But like with All Japan and Noah, especially, and also DDT, um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make an effort. I'm not gonna like watch every show. That would be crazy. But I'm definitely gonna watch um, like the big events, like this, for monthly Korokan Hall events, like three hours every month. It's not that much, is it? It's an, e- it's an evening every month, or in this case, over a day every month. <laughs> um, but I can't wait to talk about it and. I, I might as well start at the beginning. I say start at the beginning. In reality, I am going to start with All Japan's Aesthetics. I've talked about this on the classic, I think, on the, new, on the young line. But uh, just we, we didn't really go over it in depth. I love how All Japan looks. I love how the ring looks. Like, the ring looks completely different from anything else. Like, in terms, like the turnbuckles just look different. I know this sounds weird, but, like, it's one of the reasons why I like it. It just looks different from anything else I'll watch. Um, I like the blue corner and red corner entrances. Like, I know, like, whenever anyone's in Corican Hall, even Stardom nowadays, they come down the different entrance ways. But, like, I like the attention to detail or ones that are blue path, ones like a red path. I do, it's a small thing, but I like it. Um, <coughs> and also, one big nitpick throughout this is and and it's the same for every old Japan show really. We don't have graphics. Like okay, so 
when I'm watching, say, a Noah show, it's easier because it's in increments on YouTube. Like, as I'm watching a Noah show, I'm watching it ages later on YouTube because Noah doesn't have a streaming service. Like, it's on DDT World now, but it's not like every single um, Noah show is going up on there. Like, I think one of the big ones, like, the only one on there so far is the Junior League final, which I still haven't watched, but I'm definitely going to get around to that because I've heard it's amazing. And, like, it's just hard to put a name to a face. It's one of the reasons I, like, um, I got into stardom and all Japan. Like, basically, I initially got into all Japan. It was, like, about three weeks before um, the G1 starts and all my uni work was in. So I had, I had nothing else to do. So what I did was I took out all Japan World, well, all Japan TV and stardom world. And I was like, I'm going to give these two a watch. I've heard good things about both of them. And I'll carry one of them on or none of them on or whatever. And I carried stardom on. And to be a big Stardom fan like I am right now. But I didn't carry on All Japan World. And, like, part of that is the fact that we, we don't have graphics. Like, it's, it's such a simple thing. And, like, I get how if they can't do it. Because I understand we're on a shooting project nowadays. So, like, the, the biggest place we run is Korok and all. But it makes it so much easier to put a name to a face. And, I don't know. I, I just not being able to put a name to a face a lot of the time like for the most part I can't remember a lot of these people <laughs> um, like in the Man tags I can't tell you who everyone is because it's even my first time seeing them or like they didn't leave enough of an impact for me to put a name to a face and that's a shame that is a real shame but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get over that hump like my aim within the next few months is to be able to watch All Japan without the cage match um, article next to me to check who everything is. Um, by the way, thanks to um, Voices of Wrestling and Gerald Trollio. I'm really bad with names right now um, for his preview article. But I actually, it actually really helped um, knowing what everything was and who everyone was and what the stories were. So I, I definitely recommend men's outlets like Voices of Wrestling if you get into Japanese wrestling because. But you have people who've been watching for years and years and years and years and years doing these things for you. Like, they know the current products inside and out. It's like, so I definitely do that. I understand not wanting a second screen experience. Like, it's part of the reason why I didn't get into DDT because, like, because it's a comedy show, like, a lot, the promos do mean a lot. And having having to have that second screen next to me with, like, the translations while the promos are going on, it's annoying. And, look, I don't want that in wrestling. I understand if you think I'm fucking stupid or whatever, but you know, I don't. I like, I like for stuff like Old Japan and Noah, and even like New Japan and Stardom, where the characters get over without the promos. The promos just help enhance. Like I could, I could tell most of what was going on without um, translation here. So, if that's something you're worried about going into Old Japan, don't. I'd say give it a go for one. Like watch one of the big Korokan shows. Like watch basically the latest big Korokan show. And if if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You lose six quid. And so if you have six quid to spare, why the fuck not? It, it, that's what? Two coffees? Give it a go. Give it a go. Why not? Anyway, on to the actual show now. As you'll know, if you watch New Japan, um, the undercard of any... A lot of Japanese promotions are a lot of tag matches. And you know what? I'm not averse to that. Because honestly... Um, I can't be asked with being invested in every single match. Like, all these undercard tag matches, which may further a story, but not necessarily um, be important. I'm I'm completely fine with them. Like, a lot of people complain about them, especially when they turned up in Wrestle Kingdom. But, it, like, if Ishii versus Shingo did happen on that card, for example, 
there's no story, there's no investment. It's just going to be like a good match for the sake of a good match. And honestly, I'd rather them save that, um, save that singles match for later down the line in that case. And I'm sure that's kind of what we did here. Um, it was Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada, I'm going to get a lot of these names wrong, and Junior Kratos taking on um, Hakutu Amori, um, Rising Kieto, and Tag... Tagutakasato. I probably got that wrong. I'm really sorry. If you listen to any of my early young lines, you knew I used to be really bad at saying like the New Japan roster, and now I'm fairly adept. I'll, I'll hopefully get better if I keep reviewing all Japan. Anyway, this was a fun opener. Um, like everyone looked good. No, everyone had their wee chance to shine. No one looked bad, in my opinion. Like no one. Looked out of place. Then again, it's an opening match. It's very hard to look out of place in an opening match. Like, Stardom has another... Um, has, like, 14-year-olds in the main event. So, not the main event. Actually, sometimes in the main event. It's weird. Stardom's weird. But they're not weird. They're amazing. Anyway. Um, apparently, um, Sato was a Wrestle 1 guy. Turned freelancer. I, I know nothing about Wrestle 1. Um, that, I'm pretty sure that's Muto's. Um, well, Muto's promotion. So could be good i don't know i don't know but like this is fun um okada got the win with this sort of fisherman buster and it was really good it's really fun um, i'd give it a five honestly like i said i've been saying really good but like it was good it, it was a it was a fun fine opener didn't go too long didn't go didn't feel too short everything you'd need in an opener like can't seem to have ebbs and flows this was exciting enough to open and like not have me be turned off so i i, I really like all japan's house style so that sort of helps carry me <laughs> through it if that makes sense like um for example a five between a five and a seven out of ten in all japan i probably enjoyed that match more than a five through seven out of ten in new japan just because I, I i keep finding myself preferring all japan's just general style so take from that what you will but yeah this is a fun opener <laughs> long story short next up was a match between the purple haze team of zeus utamaro and izanaki versus the jin team of noya namura um eito ishida and fuminori abe i'm really sorry um this was fun again i love zeus every time i see zeus i'm like I mostly love Zeus because every time me and Rob mention him around Garth, Garth, Garth thinks we're talking about the Zeus who fought Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam, which is funny. But um, yeah, this was once again, I can't really analyse this match because I, I couldn't put a name to a face. Once again, with the exception of Zeus, um, this is fun though. Um, apparently Purple Hades is the new heel faction, at least that's what I'm gathering especially from what happened in the tag title match later in the night but i i had fun watching this and it was it's another five out of ten not much to talk about i can't talk about the birkin um because there is none but purple haze won it was it was a good it was, it was good I, it was a fine it was again another fine opener the actual card starts for the next match i swear <laughs> Next up was the All Asia Tag Team Championship match with Jake Lee and Koji Uemoto taking on Takao Umari and Black Man- Menzo Ri. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know what? This match was great. This is better than the tag match later in the night. Spoilers. Um, this was a very, very simple story of the... I know um, Takao Umari and um, Black Menzo Ri from the Champions Carnival Finals. They, of course, won in the finals. They were just on the card. And I know, for the most part, they're a comedy tag team. 
But um, they got promoted here for to, um, to go for the All-Asia Tag Team Championships, which I understand is more secondary, although that's weird because from like, all the old King's Road matches I've seen, they've been like the, the main one. I don't know what happened, but I'll have to ask Rob. Rob knows more than me. Um, but, but you know what? They really stepped up to the task. Um, they really went for it, and it was really fun. Um, Jake Lee is amazing, as you would know if you've seen any of his Kenzie Miyara matches. Um, but like, it's very hard to say whether or not it's his, him is amazing or just Kanto, because like, if we're being honest, Kanto can make you care about anyone, and we'll get on to that in the main event. But this was like seriously, this is just a fun tag match, like which you just don't get in New Japan because <laughs> the Gorillas of Destiny are choke holding those fucking titles. But. Okay, Again, it's a simple story. Even like someone who barely knows what's going on in all Japan can tell. And like there was a point in this match where just everyone was hitting big moves, and it was awesome. Um, the crowd were really hot behind the baby faces here, and the, like literally, like this is where the card begins. I understand if you don't want to bother with your first two matches, but this match was really good and really crowd pleasing, and probably better than any New Japan like tag match this year. I'm trying to think what, we, what like, we've had. Actually, now the um, Pungi 3K. That match um, against Despi and Kanemaru was better than this. But, like, other than that, this is great. Um, there's not a ton of flaws of the event. Like, I'm sure if I was more invested in the characters, this would get high grade. But, like, as it stands at 7, it's a really fun, solid tag match. And I, 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 I know that isn't mentally. He looks like a junior. So like, are the all Asia tag titles open way? And like, I know Nagata held them at some point, but I still just assume that they were just the main tag titles. But apparently they're not. I guess we'll never know. Well, that's a lie. But this, uh, this was refreshing because again, I'm used to how New Japan booked their tag division, which is awfully. So to have two tag team title matches on this card, both of which felt like they had importance placed on them. It, it was refreshing, and it's part of the reason why I want to get into Old Japan, because I love tag team wrestling, and especially in New Japan, it feels neglected, so I just want some more good tag wrestling in my life. Call me simple to please, I, I really am. You'll see that, in the, you'll see that as we go along. <laughs> For fuck's sake, even in Old Japan Pro Wrestling, I cannot escape Manubu Naganishi. He's a fucking vi- He's not a virus. He, poor, poor man's retiring and being mean. And all Japan, New Japan was happy enough to let him have a last match in all Japan. Apparently, there's history there. I don't know. Um, but this was this, this was fun actually. I can see this being like a better match than his actual retirement match. It was um, Manabu Naganishi, Jonakiyama, who I do know. I do know him. He's fucking great. Um, Usamu Nishimura and Yutaka Yoshi versus Yoshitatsu, um, Raiju Sai. To um to Jiri and Dan Tamora. I know a lot of people in this match. Um, two of them because of WWE, but like their best work definitely isn't in WWE. But no one's best work really is in WWE. Long story short, this was a nice nice we stand off. A lot of New Japan guys in there, like um Yoshitatsu and um Tajiri. So it, this was a nice we stand off. It wasn't the best match, but like. That's Nakanishi. He failed to get, I think it was, um, Sai up for the torture rack. Um, but he managed to get him up. And then Tajiri came in and tried to hit the mist. And Nakanishi just fucking, um, windmilled, um, Sai into him. It was great. That was really fun. 
Um, probably the most fun part of this match, to be honest. And yeah, it was just it was just a fun match. Nice little send off to Nakanishi. I'd give it a five. Um, I know I've given a five to a lot of this, but like again, a five for me in All Japan is still really good. Like. I prefer the average All Japan match to the average New Japan match, but like I feel like New Japan's thing is high, but I think that's also mostly because I follow the product more as because I'm only now getting into All Japan as we've gone to. But you know, this was again great way to send off Nakanishi, and it, no one looked bad. So it's not like the Legends match at the New Year's War where like Sasuke was somehow doing magic. Weird, just weird. Right, I think this happened at this part of the show. I honestly, do, I think that I think this is what happened. I can't quite remember when this happened, but this, the um, announcements for the Champions Carnival, the equivalent of the G One, happened. And you know what? This is a lineup even I, as an All Japan novice, can get behind. Um. It was just, it was like for G1 announcements, just not. <laughs> um, I'll just read down the list and tell what I think, I guess. Um, Kanto Miyahara, Yuma Agoya, um, Surama, Ishikawa, Zeus, Jake Lee, Yoshitatsu, um, Noya Nomura, um, Raiji Sai, Kai, um, Yoshida, Katamani, Show um Shingi ah Shinji Hero Iri, Jesus Christ. Um Valenta Um Joel Redmayne Lucas Steele David Boy Smith Junior and Takashi Segura. This is really good. Um Noah's international champions in there uh, who had a great match with Elgin at the Sumo Hall show. I've yet to see his match with um I forget who is, but at um the January fourth show, which was meant to be really good, but that has me excited. Thought of him against Zeus is great. Um, I love Ire being in there. Um, I, he's just great. I, like we'll go into that later in the show, but he's one of the few people on this card I already knew, and he's really good. David Boyce Junior. I'm really happy to see what he can do. He's been out of Japan since last year, I think. Um, like I can't remember the last time. He was in, like, I don't know if he's been in Noah or whatever, but, like, I know he's left New Japan about a year ago now. And, like, mainly been doing, like, MOW and stuff like that. And, you know what, for a little bit I've seen has been good. He had a really good match with Timothy Thatcher once. Um, one time in his whole life. This is sort of lineup. There's enough people in there where I'm interested in seeing this tournament, but, like, I'm not sure if I can hack it. It's so close to Super Juniors, and Super Juniors is already so close to G1, but I'm not sure if I can hack another round robin in my life, especially one of this size. I might. I might. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> but, yeah, I, again, from what I'm reading, like, with the, in the comments of, like, posts where they're doing this, it's apparently an overall upgrade from last year. Like, Joe Doing's out, but apparently Joe Doing was in no state to wrestle last year. And, like, everyone added add something. So, that, that's something I can get behind. I know Kai had a match with Kenta Miyahara that was really good, which I've yet to see, I think. But, yeah, I'll, like, we've added three or four people that I'm interested in seeing. So, like, I, I cannot, I can't complain looking at this list. I might check it out, I might not. It's like, it's something I'll throw on. It's something I'll throw on if there's nothing else more important that day. Oh, there's so much wrestling in the world, isn't there? 
Next up, the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight Championship was on the line with Sue. I've I've seen this name a million times because uh, I know he's um, also from Dragon Gate, but like I haven't been able to put like the name. I haven't heard the name said enough to say it properly. So Susumu uh, 